Good morning, baseball fans. It is February 19th. This is season two, episode nine, I think. I'm not, I'm not positive on that. Y'all can fact check me. Um, of the bourbon and baseball show, we have um, Colby and Clay today. They look a little different than Shelby, I know. So um, Shelby was is off being a good mentor and she did not have uh, time for us to, I'm just kidding. She's actually just out being a good mentor. So she could not record today. So I invited these two fine gentlemen to uh, come and chat with me today. I am Susie. Cheers. Uh, just warning, if F-bombs, not your thing, not your children's thing, you should probably put them away. Um, I'm not going to tell you what to do, though, so, you know, you do you. But F-bombs, big thing around here. Inappropriate adult humor, also a big thing around here, especially today since we're going to be talking about the bigger bases and all of that fun stuff. So on with the show. You've been warned. Um, again, I'm Susie. This is the bourbon and baseball show where I get to make the fucking rules. So I'm drinking a Bloody Mary. Cheers. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. That is very spicy today. Was that a little, was that kind of strong? It was, it's spicy. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I added some spicy pickle juice to, uh, the Bloody Mary and it, it hit just right. Anyhow, um, if I sound a little different today, I apologize to you guys. Uh, my external mic, not, not wanting to play nicely today. So. Anyhow, um, we will we will get into it. So again, that is Colby, that is Clay, and they are from the Just Fantasy Baseball Show on the Just Baseball Network. Um, if you guys watched a couple of episodes back, uh, we had Aram on the show. That is um, one of the head honchos of Just Baseball. I say that, and it's kind of weird because he's a baby. Like y'all are all babies because I'm ancient, and so it's it's a little weird. Anyhow. But um, we are going to kind of talk about the haps around the league, and then we'll get into y'all's kind of story um, and how Just Fantasy Baseball became a thing on the Just Baseball Network. So, but um, let's kind of talk about the rule changes, the pitch clock, illegal pitches, balks, all that kind of fun stuff. What are, uh, what are y'all's thoughts on, on, on this, Colby, Clay? Yeah, sure. So I do want to start and talk about the shift real quick because I was getting into a Twitter conversation. Susie, first, thank you for having us. Um, fuck yeah. We don't really swear on our show that much, so it's, just, it's fun to let it let it rip sometimes. Um, That's what happens when you know you get you don't get paid to do your shit. Like you can do all of the things that you want to do. So. <laughs> well, on the Just Baseball show, I will say they Jack McMullen is known for for letting some f bombs rip too. So not a kids show. Definitely not a kid's show, but maybe it is. Like, grow up. I, you know, um, out of all of my, out of all of the boys, um, I think Jack McMullen is like my, is my um, spirit animal. He's like that old sarcastic man. I, yep. I, I love him. He's a hundred percent that. What you yeah. see is what you get there. No. Um, but yeah, <laughs> back to the shift real quick. I, for whatever reason, thought that the shift could kind, you could kind of get a workaround with the new shift rules, where like. You could have a player start on, say, the shortstop is starting left of second base, right? right. It's legal. Then up, upon throwing the ball, the shortstop could run over to the second base side, which you cannot do, which I learned, like, last week. So this was news to me. I thought that this was, like, some big loophole. I figured it out. 
But no, the what, what happens if you do that is it'll be called an automatic ball and restart. So just thought I'd bring that up because it, yeah. I didn't know. Um, I So I was thinking that as well. And I was like, well, how are they like, how are they going to quote unquote know? Uh, apparently, you know, like when they do the lineup card and all that fun stuff, they literally have to put down all of the positions. I thought they had to put down all the positions to begin with, but apparently it's like now cemented in stone. And I was like, okay, so Jeremy Pena just can't like run over and switch positions with Altuve real quick. No. Okay. Got it. So, um, I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that. Like to begin with when I was thinking of, was that like super extreme four man shift, literally like everybody in deep right field, you know what I'm talking about? Um, and so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, what, what happens there, but, but the shift only covers the infield. It does not cover the outfield. So, I mean, really you just want to throw all your outfielders over there, I guess that's not against the rules, correct? It is not. I think you can bring your, for example, you can you have to have two players on either side of the infield, um, but you could bring your left fielder over to right field, for example, and play him in that shift spot if you wanted to. But you're giving up a lot of outfield ground. So, you know, we'll see. I think that there could be some creative ways that teams are going to do some, you know, some fun stuff at times. I don't think it's going to be as commonplace. Um but yeah, I'm excited for the bigger bags. I think does this prove that two inches is is big a big deal? Um, three inches, three, three inches. inches. Colby, don't don't short don't short it now. Like that, it happens everywhere. Okay, but like, come on now. Like my when we originally talked about this back in September, Shelby and I, poss- it's possibly my most favorite line slash moment of any of the recordings that we've ever done was when we originally started talking about this and I just kind of off the cuff and she, and she was, she was very serious about it. She was like, you know, it's going from 15 inches to 18 inches, blah, blah, blah. And she just kind of paused. And I was like, well, I mean, doesn't everybody need an extra three inches in her life? (laughs) (laughs) And she just kind of paused and then it hit her what I actually said. And then she just died laughing. And it, it just, it made us both crack up. And I think for like a minute and a half, we were both laughing because she's like, well, maybe not me. Cause you know, her girlfriend, Olivia may have something to say about that. Like it was, it was one of those kind of things. And so we just, we died laughing and I, it is possibly one of my most favorite moments on the show. And it was so, it was so early on in the episodes that not everyone got to, uh, witness the, the, uh, hilarity of, of our exchanges. And so I had to clip it on YouTube and send it on its way. And it, it, it got a little bit of traction on Twitter. They're like, wow, Susie. Wow. I'm like <laughs> what we do around here, we're all about the teenage boy humor. So, um, but yeah, the, the, uh, quote unquote pizza boxes as we've, I've, I've, I've heard them delicately put on, um, on Twitter is, is a little, it's a little much, but, Depending on, you know, the runners and whatnot, I feel like I feel like we're gonna have lots more steals. I mean, couple that with like the pickoff rule, and I think we're just gonna have utter chaos on, on the base pass. Yeah, and and to touch on the shift real quick, I think the thing about the shift is obviously it's going to help pull hitters from the left side, especially um maybe find some extra holes, pick up a few extra base hits and whatnot, but it also emphasizes the importance of second base defense, um, a place where oftentimes players kind of get buried if 
They're not great. Um, you know, I'm a Reds fan. Like, Jonathan India is not a good fielding second baseman. Like, what happens to him now that he has to cover even more space at a given time, right? So that that's definitely intriguing. The stolen base is such a fun thing in baseball. And I feel like everybody loves stolen bases. Now, is it the smartest play? The analytics will oftentimes say no. But as just a viewer, the aesthetics of a stolen base are awesome, right? Like, it's just a fun thing to watch. So anything that they can do to incentivize or entice players to steal more bases, I'm all for. Because at the end of the day, I just, I just want to watch a good product. Right. Well, and I I feel so – not bad. Bad is not the word that I want to use. I feel like they should not have had to change the rules in order for players to want to steal. However, you know, depending on your views on stealing and analytics and all that fun stuff, if you steal and get caught, like the analytics are like, no, it's a bad idea. Don't do it. Like, we don't want you to do it. Well, but it's so much more fun to watch, right? Like, so the, the new, the new baseball fan in me is like, screw it. Let's do it. Like, I, I want to see more. I want to see more running. And then, like, the old get off my lawn, shaking my fist at the kids is like, Rob Manfred, stop your meddling. You know, it's it's one of those things. And so I just I have the mixed feelings on it. And I want I want my cake and I want to I want to eat it, too, is, is the problem. Yeah, I think this is just the evolution of sports, though, Susie, right? Like as players evolve and get better at the sport the game is going to have to change with it right like you go back 10 15 20 25 years ago guys were not you know they didn't have one eight pop times to second they weren't throwing 95 down the second base like they are now um and so yeah to to incentivize people to steal i think it was a necessary change and like going back i'm an analytics guy this is my background so you guys are coming at me a little bit here but no 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 I, I love analytics. Like, I don't understand all the analytics, but, you know, when the analytics say, like, don't, like, don't steal, it's not a good idea. Yeah. But, you know, like, you, re- you really want a motherfucker to steal, you know, like. Which is good, which is why I'm glad that they're doing something to incentivize that. A question that I wanted to bring up, and it was a question that a friend of mine texted me last week, was how is this going to affect the, like, um, distance from home to first? Will it shorten it by three inches as well? I don't. I don't have that answer. Maybe. I don't think so. I think the way that the base works, you know, home. I'm trying to do this backwards. For yeah, I got gotcha. watching home to first. Right? Is this or I, whatever? You know what I'm saying? The end line where that base will be will still be the same base. Okay. So if the base is okay. this small, it's still here. If it's this big, it's yeah, that makes sense. Way, right. So it's still the that same distance. Now the distance from. First to second, second to third. Yeah, yeah. And yep. subsequently, I guess third to or no, third to home will be the same as well. Okay. So it'll so, go deeper. Hey now. Um, Whoa. <laughs> again, see, we we have this is this is why Shelby and I work is because we both would have been like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so so um, home to first then won't matter, but stealing first to second will is what you're is what you're saying yeah Yeah. okay so that breakdown that um was it harold and someone did on mlb network when they were basically when they basically had like the bags like on top of one another like showing the differences and and whatnot uh i 
I really, I want to see, I want spring training to start so that I can see all of these new rules in motion and actually see what's going to happen. Because I, I mean, obviously that's, that in the games and stuff, that's where we're going to see the, hey, go, go try and steal. Like, let's, let's see how this really works. You know, like, um, I can't wait. I mean, for obviously everybody knows Astros are my team. So I just can't wait to see like Kyle Tucker just take off and how many, how many bags he can actually steal this year. Yeah, It was also a thing in the minor leagues last year. A lot of these rules do apply to what was tested in the minor leagues, which is oftentimes how they do rule changes. They begin in the minors. And um, I, I watch minor league baseball, not every single day like Arm does, and I don't know how often. I mean, Colby really, who does it, though but... besides Arm? What's that? I said, who who does watch minor league baseball? I know, yeah. Um, like... But it it was a little bit more faster paced without you noticing. It wasn't like it felt rushed, right? You could watch pitches just happen a little bit quicker. Um, the games went by just a hair faster. I was looking at average game times the other day. And in like 1911, the average game time was an hour and 47 minutes. And now it's up right around, it's bounced in the past 10 years from three hours or 258 to about 310 at its peak, um, around that three hours and 10 minutes or around three hours. I'm not one that's like, we need to make this some compact quick game, but the pace in between pitches being sped up even slightly, is just a more enjoyable watch in my opinion it's right not that i dislike the other one you know when like what it has been but a little li a little bit faster in between pitch isn't gonna hurt anybody really well so <clears throat> for the new for the people who uh are not familiar with the the pitch timer and whatnot so basically uh without runners on base you have pitchers have to uh throw their throw their pitch 15 seconds 15, 15 seconds. seconds right um, however, the batters also have to be in the box and ready to hit at eight seconds, or is that seven seconds? One Something like that. So, um, between the two, I think it's going to be really interesting, especially, um, and I'm, for, for reference again, since I watch a lot of Astros, like our guy, Kyle Tucker, loves to step out, grab a handful of dirt, because uh, he obviously pitching gloves or uh, batting gloves, not a thing, rub the dirt spit like do the do all the things and i'm really wondering sir can you do this in seven seconds like i need to i need to see this you know um i want to i want to see how much that will affect the batters versus the versus the pitchers the funniest early storyline so far was Kenley Jansen saying that he can't compete in the WBC yet until the semifinals because he's working on getting his time in between pitches down. Like that was literally the entire reason that he couldn't compete because this is so, you know, he's 37, 38 now. Like he's been doing this his entire career. And now what the, the rhythm that he's been in for his entire career is being completely thrown off. And he has to literally spend a month working on it. Yep. Insane. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Oh, go, it, go ahead, Clay. Oh, sorry. A, a thing about these, you know, changes is it happens in every single sport. It's just baseball, it hasn't happened as recently. Um, in the like if you're really a baseball purist, like then wouldn't you want like the eighteen the eighteen sixty nine rules, right? Like if you're Mr. Baseball purist or whatever, like 
wouldn't you want those rules, which sucked, and not the rules that we have? Like, it has changed over time. It just hasn't changed in such a long time that it feels kind of weird. And people are saying, oh, they're taking away what I grew up with or whatnot. Every sport does this, right? It's just baseball hasn't done it at the same pace or the same rate as the NBA, NFL, NHL. Um, and another thing about it is like usually these rule changes, like people are worked up about them in the beginning. When was the last time you heard somebody bitch and complain about the DH and the NL? You haven't because people just got used to it and they kind of realized like, hey, this is actually kind of nice. I don't have to watch Johnny Cueto go up there and leave a bat on his shoulders for three pitches. You know, like everyone complained about it in the beginning. Two years out, no one even thinks about it. And that, that's right? probably what's going to happen. But I really kind of want to see Zach Cranky like, hit a line drive, okay? Like, yeah, that's I mean, it I... is nice. It is nice, right? <laughs> but, like, it's so funny how people are like, oh, well, like, we, we, we <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's Shohei true. Otani hits when he pitches. You just got to be good enough. <laughs> people said, oh, it takes away from the strategy of the game, right? Like, if it takes away from the strategy of the game. Well, if – the strategy of the game is just automatic outs every ninth batter. Like that, that's not really strategy. The right. better strategy would be closer games or more runs or, you know, a better product that could lead to additional strategy instead of just, can I take my pitcher out right now? Right. Well, so, I mean, I don't know if you guys are super familiar with, I only started watching baseball in 2018. Um, before 2018, I was a big black hole of baseball knowledge. Like just that's where, Baseball knowledge came to die, my brain. So I have gone back and started watching old, like, World Series um, from the past. And I'm currently on the 2014 World Series. And going back and, like, watching watching these World Series compared to now. Um, and it's not, I mean, it's not that it's not that long ago, you know, 2014. And in my head, I'm like, that was, like, last year. It wasn't. Was it was that? nine years ago. You know, Giant but. Spoiled. I'm sorry? The Giants Royals? Who was in Giants that? Giants Royals, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't I'm like, I was going to say, don't tell me who wins. I actually know who wins because Logan Webb spoiled that for me. But um, but it's one of those where the the pace of the game back then even was is different than than what it is now. You know, and um, this what, the game four is what I just watched. So it was like Vargas versus, not Vogelback, uh, Vog- Vogelsong, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, these motherfuckers but Chris you know like <laughs> like the you know one of them's throwing what a 91 mile an hour fastball i'm like i'm sorry a, yeah, a 91 mile an hour. A thinker guy yeah, yeah. i was like what are we doing here you know and, and like a i was like oh all right but again i'm i'm viewing that in the this spectrum of of 2023 ball you know where everyone's mm-hmm. throwing you know massive heat and you know like dirty girl balls i'm like oh that's 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 the game back then, and I feel so yeah, old. It's cause... changed a lot. It's yeah. changed a lot in ten years. I mean, the crazy thing is too is like even if you don't throw a hundred miles an hour, you're throwing ninety two with like certain pitch characteristics that make that pitch look ninety seven. Right. Every pitch is optimized, and this is why the rule changes are good because you need to you need to change something when like there's a, a disadvantage for you know especially the offense. The offense is at a huge disadvantage now, and then they're de-juicing the ball, at least last year they did, which I hope they bring back more uh, a more lively ball because nobody wants to watch pitchers' duels. What are, what are you talking about? Aaron Judge had all of the Goldilocks balls. He did. What do you, he, what do you mean? 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, Susie, can I ask you a question? Yeah. You joined the baseball fandom in 2018. You saw two years of baseball, and then you saw 2020, which was some weird, bizarre video game simulation of a baseball season. As a new baseball fan, like, how different and weird was that? Just, like, new being, you know, a relative term. Let's two years is relatively new. So it was it was really weird uh, just because, A, I wanted baseball to start. And the fact that it, A, did not start on time. And then we had that the weird, like, yes, you can play, but there's not going to be any people in the stadium kind of thing. And they, like, piped the noise in and all that bullshit. And all. strange. I was like, all right, I guess, whatever. Whoa. You know, I was just, at that point, I was just happy for baseball. You know, and mm-hmm. I hadn't gotten gotten into, you know, like the the Taiwanese leagues and the Chinese leagues and all that fun stuff yet. And so I was just excited that there was baseball and I was not I hadn't gone back to the depths of like YouTube to watch all of the older games and whatnot. Um, so it was I was a little weirded out by it. But at that point, I was just so elated that actual baseball had happened. That I was like, I don't even give a fuck if there's only 60 games. Like, just give me the baseball. All of the mm-hmm. baseball. So, um, I know for, like, my husband, who had been a baseball fan forever, he's like, no. No, this, is, this isn't this is baseball. I'm like, Mar-mar. like, I'm fine with it. You know, whatever. So, yeah. I, I, since I guess I was so new, quote-unquote, to the game, like, it, it didn't bother me as much. But I know for, you know, like, fans that have, of the game forever were like, this is not this is not the game that I know. What is this bullshit? I'm like, you know, I loved it. Like I I don't want sixty games every year, but having it that one time was like kind of electric. Just like the importance of each game being so much higher. Um, the stats were crazy, right? And Col- Colby yeah. and I, when we do the Juice Fan Fantasy Show, we kind of have to remember, like, oh, this guy's home run to fly ball rate was twenty six percent. Oh, well, it was 42 games in 2020. Like, what did we really make of that? Like, going into that 2021 season with uncertainty and, like, not knowing what to make of the stats, like, Willie Castro, who was not a good baseball player, batted, like, 346 or something in 2020, and all these Tigers fans were like, yes, the next coming, Willie Castro. And now he's, like, getting minor league invites to spring training. But I had no idea what to do with the stats, and I wanted to ask Colby about that, like, how you analyze those 2020 stats where everything was so strange. The sample size was so small. Like He's what like, the hell did you do? Get out the window. We don't need I that. really do. I genuinely throw it out the window. Like, you know, I think it's one of those things where if he played well, if a player played well, you can't knock him for it. But if a player played bad, I'm just like, whatever 60 games. Yeah. Like you, the other thing that you can't know in that time is like, the mental aspect of the game was so weird at that time, right. right? You're playing short season, you're dealing with, you know, a global pandemic, you're not playing in front of fans, which I think that was the greatest, like, I think genuinely one of the greatest things that's happened to ticket sales is COVID because people realize how much they miss going to baseball games, how much they miss going to live events. And now people have that itch to go back to live events like I, it was depressing. It was really depressing seeing baseball in front of no fans, like the cardboard cutout fans. I was like, "Is this Mario baseball?" It, no, it looked like um, not Mario baseball, like like uh, we spec your baseball. 
like Wii Sports baseball with like the little jump in things in those stands. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. So, I mean, again, um, I'm going to I apparently am going to reference my favorite player of all time, Kyle Tucker, uh, yet again. Um, he he doesn't. He doesn't get hot. For like 40 games, like the last couple of seasons, he the his first couple couple months are just ridiculous. And you're like, Kyle Tucker, I need you to wake up. So in 2020, when he, I'm like, oh, poor Kyle Tucker. Like all of these stats are just going to just go right out the window because it's going to take him that long to get warmed up and like in the groove of shit. And, and so I, I took, again, I took 2020 with a grain of, of salt and just everything about 2020 was just weird and awkward and like, you know, quote unquote, baseball was played but not baseball because you know the dodgers won the world series and like dude do you think that kyle tucker takes a while to get going because he's building up calluses on his hands like i always i've been wondering about that like the no batting gloves guys like i don't know how they do it because when i hit batting gloves versus no batting gloves there's a definite difference in like my swing speed and and how i control the bat and I don't understand how the dirt does anything either because dirt's not sticky. It's not going to, that's just like creating less friction. I don't, I have no idea. And you're talking to uh, the person that has like the least amount of athletic prowess in the entire world. <laughs> so I don't know how any of that actually works. Um, you know, I, but I figure his spit may have some sort of magical properties that when mixed with the dirt, just maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's amazing that there are guys that don't hit with batting gloves. I, I think so. And the, like, this is a research project that I'd love to do is like see swing speed with batting gloves and without batting gloves for these players that don't use batting gloves. Well, and, like, but I mean, see like, there is a difference. when did batting gloves come into existence? Cause I, I mean, like, I don't know, like you don't see, you don't see Ted Williams wearing batting gloves. You know what I'm saying? I'm like it was like the sixties, seventies. When, I don't know, but people were like, hey, guess what? I don't want calluses on my hands. Like, I, that's, I, I, you are right. I, I want to do a research project on this now to figure out, like, when the fuck batting gloves came into existence and why. Like, Driveline needs to get on this. I'm going to pitch them on this. So. Okay, you you do that. I, yeah. I don't have any ends with Driveline, but Colby, you go on with the bad self. So, um, I know, uh, Clay, you've got to get going here. So, I kind of want to jump into y'all's. Um, new podcast, Just Fantasy Baseball. Um, so for those who don't know, obviously, I got into fantasy baseball last last season, like heavy into fantasy baseball. And um, Clay, I think Clay, I think you said it on one of your one of your last episodes um, that if people want to know more than just their team and want to know more players around the league and whatnot, fantasy baseball is a great way to do that. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. That's exactly, that's what I did last year. Everyone was like, Susie, how do you know that Pete Alonzo was the the home run um, champ, you know, in in 2021? I'm all, because I watched and did all the fantasy baseballs and I wanted to get all the good players. Like that's, you know, so, yeah. um, so how long have y'all played played the fantasy baseballs? Like forever? Is this a is this the thing since you've been holding you go or first. Like, Yeah, sure, sure. So Susie, my back I've played baseball my whole life. I still do play baseball and I play play in a men's league in New York City. Um just been my my passion for my whole life. But 
I've always been good with math and numbers too. So I think, um, so deep was, down you're Asian uh, is what you're telling me, Colby. <laughs> exactly. That, okay. Okay. Just, just, I, I wanted to make sure that my brain understood. Got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think I, I want to say it was about fifth or sixth grade. I started playing with, with some friends, like, you know, <laughs> we didn't really know anything about fantasy sports specifically. Like we knew who good baseball players were. Like we would just do a little draft together, me and my like baseball buddies. Right. I think <laughs> the time that I started getting really serious with it though, was about, you know, freshman or sophomore year in high school. Um, I got asked to join a keeper league with some older guys. Um, what is and the keeper I took league? A, what is the keeper league? Yes. Okay, so a keeper league is like at the end of the season, you get to keep, you know, five or eight or ten of your players from your team that year to carry over into the next year. Oh, right? okay, okay. And so there's different rules about that, like whether you can just keep them – like at a salary, you can keep them at like whatever round you took them in last year. There's different ways to to do this, right? Gotcha. Um, but that was really when I started getting serious with it. And I wasn't very good at the time, but the two friends that I played with at the time were like starting to get into fan graphs. They were telling me to go check out fan graphs. We were starting to get into like advanced stats. And like back then, the, the amount of advanced stats that you could use was not great. Like baseball savant did not exist. It was just fan graphs. You could barely get hard hit data. It was like, you know, WRC plus was kind of it. K percentage was it. Um, and then from there, it just expanded. And I got into really into baseball analytics. I got into pitching metrics, specific pitching metrics. I was reading fan graphs every day. And then I went to Syracuse and I studied sport analytics. So fantasy baseball is honestly what, you know, got me into sport analytics to begin with. Um, and it's kind of cool to like kind of come full circle now, like working for a baseball media company, having my own, you know, fantasy baseball show, because this is where the, you know, the analytics dream started. And I, you know, it, it's using analytics can win you your fantasy league and it's proven. So you said you went to Syracuse. So is that where you met, met Jack and Aram and, and Peter and all the guys? So I met, I didn't know Peter in college. So um, Aram lived on my freshman floor. He was a sophomore at the time. And we, you know, we met, we, we, you know, we met because we loved baseball. And then from there, we just started hanging out a lot, watching a lot of baseball. He played on the club baseball team as well as I did. So um, it just like, yeah, it started this really, really close friendship. And I was also, so Aram actually helped me get my first writing job, which was writing for Fish Stripes, um, oh, very cool. Marlins blog. So I was writing about the Marlins um, and he had a podcast with, with Fish Stripes as well and was writing. So yeah, he helped me kind of get my first gig. And now I'm, you know, I'm working with him you know, in, in, as like a full-time job, which is amazing. So very cool. So now Clay, where did, how do you, how do you fit into the picture? Where, where are you coming in? Yeah. So I've always been a huge baseball fan and my parents do not like sports. So <laughs> growing up, it was just kind of like, I just kind of found what I liked and did it by myself. My, my brother likes the Reds too. So we would watch games growing up and I probably learned about fantasy baseball. I think the first time I did, it was senior year in high school, somewhere around then. And um, I love the everyday aspect of it. A lot of people hate that. I like routine. So I was just like, yeah, wake up, do this for five, 10 minutes, whatever. Uh, check the waiver wire. And I played for a few years. And then I didn't play any fantasy sports, football, basketball, nothing. I played, I played hockey, f fantasy hockey, basketball, and football all at some point. Um, but I kind of gravitated back to baseball. Um and I I just really got into it and 
Um, I, I won a league one year and the amount of time I was putting into it each day. I mean, I was hooked every single day. <laughs> I was just wake up, go to Google, Google, type in fantasy baseball, sort by date news and just read every article from the past 24 hours. Just, you know, seeing how other, uh, other people think about teams, what sleepers, <laughs> you know, who to pick up and I uh, had a bunch of fun with that. So I actually started, um, whatever you want to call what I do now with just baseball. Um, <laughs> it started in 2019. Uh-huh. I, um, had thought, you know, I really like reading about sports, talking about sports. I want a platform to write about it, but I don't have any experience. I didn't go to school for this. Um, and locked on reds had just started a website and they were still relatively you know, new or small. Then they've grown a ton since then. And they were looking for people to write. So I just, it's, you know, unpaid, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I messaged Jeff Carr and said, hey, uh, I would love to do this. And he said, okay. So I started writing. I think I wrote like 75 articles, all Reds related. But um, I found out about RM on Twitter. Somehow stumbled across him, followed him. And I go on a few di- different Reds podcasts. So I said, RM, why, you know, would you be willing to come on? He blew us off the first time, said he was going to be there, never showed up. Uh, so he was he was nice enough to reschedule. Um, and we were talking, and, you know, just baseball was still new at this point. And um, Arm just reached out to me one day and um, said, hey, have you thought about writing, you know, at a bigger capacity about more teams? And I'd wanted to cover the entire league and write about whoever I want to write about. Right. So I said, absolutely. I'll start tomorrow and uh so i've been there now for you know i think i started september of 2021 okay which is baseball so um just year over and a year and I, I i love covering every team i love doing the fantasy podcast uh, colby and i've been trying to put that together now since last summer so it was a long 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 time in the making but it's fun and it's cool that you know Colby and I just get to bounce ideas off of each other. What I'm scared of and what I haven't thought about is people in my league listen to this show. (laughs) So I get a message from two of them and they're like, hey, by the way, thanks for letting me know this guy you're targeting. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting off my head right now, you know. That's what. So when I was uh, when I had reached out to you guys to, to get you on the show, I was like, hmm. Maybe I will wait till air this until after I draft for my leagues so that the people that I'm playing against won't know. <laughs> and then I was like, just no, say, no, j- just set them up. Talk about players you don't like, like you like them so that they select them. That's, that's very true. It's very true. But that, but then, I, but then I'm going to get all excited and, and blurt out someone and then be like, shit, no, I meant not that one. That just did. So it, it's, it's a whole thing. Like my brain is like deception. We can't, we can't keep up with the things that you want to keep up with. Like, don't do that to us. So, um, so I will just have to deal with people knowing about the show and knowing about the, all of the good players and, you know, maybe that'll make me step up my game. I don't know. We'll see. But so let me, let me ask you guys then um, how many as currently as of like right now, how many different fantasy baseball leagues are you guys in? 
So I know for a fact Clay keeps it pretty small. I think he might only be in two leagues because two? Okay. He, he likes to focus on those two. I This year, I'm not sure how many leagues I will be in. I know I'm locked in right now for three leagues. Like I'm already, I already have those. Uh-huh. And I'll at least have another. No, actually, I already have four. Excuse me. But one <laughs> of them is a best ball league. So like... Best ball means you draft your team and you're stuck with that team. Like there's, okay. there's only two windows to pick up players throughout the season. Okay. So like, it's pretty casual. Like you can kind of like set and forget it, which is good. Um, I'll probably have at least another three or four or more. I'll probably be around six to seven leagues. Um, <laughs> and you know. Clay's just over there shaking his so head. I, I only want to do one league. Honestly, my <laughs> dream would be one league. Just baseball started their league. I'm in that as well. Um, it is funny that like the one league I am in for multiple years now is does points and the other one does like the categories, right? Where he runs RBIs, um, you know, so they're two di- different leagues. So bouncing back and forth between them and knowing which players to pick up and how the different points add up for each one is a little bit challenging, but yeah, I've always kept it small just cause I spend way too much time on it. Um, like way too much time for each team. So I, I can't do the six or seven. Colby's just a psychopath, I guess. I mean, it's hard. Like, uh, there definitely are, like, I'm not going to be putting my 100% effort into all these leagues, right? Like, it's just impossible. It's really just impossible. So I know that some leagues, though, like, I'm playing with my friends and I can kind of get by doing my 50%. Like, <laughs> if I draft well enough, I can pick up guys well enough. Like, I'll be fine in those leagues. But, yeah, there definitely are more competitive leagues. And I'm trying to get into some more, like, competitive leagues trying to you know play against the experts that's that's the kind of goal right now yeah so last year i was in two leagues one where i was the commissioner of and it was basically like the wild wild west because i had no idea what i was actually doing and it was just a couple of, uh, of my girlfriends and i um and it was basically like i said there was no there were no rules like you wanted if you just wanted to intermingle players and just pick up everybody the day of, you could do it. And I, on accident, found out that, and it was through Yahoo um, Sports or whatnot. And so I found out that um, wh- 1 a.m. Eastern time is is, wh- is when the new day, quote unquote, starts. So here I am at like 2 a.m. because one of my like dogs wanted to go outside. And I check Yahoo for some stupid reason because I'm an idiot. And I'm all, oh, look. First look, at, look here, like I can, I can pick up Dylan Cease. Done, Dylan Cease. Here I am, and then the, and then my girlfriends are like, "How did you pick up Dylan Cease at two o three a.m.?" I was like, <laughs> "I don't, I don't know. I was just awake and just happened to look at it." So then all, so then like psychopaths, we would all stay up until two a.m. Literally <laughs> the like the second two a.m. hit, so that we could draft our pitchers for the day. We're, we're psychotic. And so now the, there, there's two of them. They're like, are we, are we doing this again? I was like, I don't know. Do y'all want to? And they're like, dumb. Okay, so don't come at me when you say that you're fucking tired because you stayed up till 2 a.m. because we're drafting fucking pitchers. Okay, like don't. But, but the other league that I was in had this really weird scoring system. And I don't, I still don't understand how the fuck it was scored because it was like points, but it wasn't, it was just really weird. I don't know. The the one that the the one that I was a commissioner in was points and it was just and it made more sense in my brain. Yeah. This this year I joined 
two, I think, two different leagues, and I don't have a clue, like, what they are. And everyone's like, well, these, this one's Roto, and this one's head-to-head. I'm all, I'm sorry, there's different there's different ways of going about this. So Let now me break it to, down for you, Susie. Let me break it down for you. I have to dive in, yes. Colby, please. So Roto or Rotisserie League is basically a full-season-long league where you're not going head-to-head with any specific team. You're actually playing against every team every week to like have the most amount of home runs, the most amount of saves, most amount of everything for the entire season. Right. Right. And you're moving up. It's basically like you're moving up and down a standings every single week, which I actually kind of like. I, I've played that style and I, I do like it, but head to head is good when you're playing in, in like a, in a league with friends. Cause then you can be chirpy. Okay. So the, the one that I'm in that's head to head is for our other show back that Astros up is the it's the um the guys over there so I don't think I know any of them enough to chirp <laughs> well enough to be like, well I think yeah you'll have so, to get there well start we'll small see. we'll see I th- that's not hard for me because I'm only five two you know so um it's a, it's a whole thing anyways um so Clay I know that it's eleven forty five twelve forty five your time do you need to go yes it. If there's yeah. anything else, though, I, I, I'll be happy to answer anything before I go. But you'll be left in great hands with Colby here, and he's uh, he'll, he'll walk you through any intense fantasy questions. We we, de- we will definitely hit on the show, um, Clay. Before you guys, before you leave, real quick though, tell the people where they can find you on social medias. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter. Um, it is at 